I'm Willow Astor, and this week on Living in the Pages, I fangirl all over New York Times bestselling author Tracy Garvis Graves. We discuss the roadblocks she encountered on her path to becoming a published author, her research process, and a book she just read and absolutely loves. Hello, Tracy. Good morning. Hello. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing so well. I'm excited to be talking to you. So am I. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yes. We met at the very first indie signing in Chicago, 2012. We did. That seems a long time ago. It does. And I still get so excited when I see you at different signings. You're always so sweet. Oh, I'm excited to see you too whenever we get to. Uh, so On the Island was the very first published indie book I ever read. And not too long ago, I went back to read it to see if I had built it up in my head you know, mm-hmm. and sure. it held up. It's just as good as I remembered, <laughs> Yay! which wasn't a surprise for me. But, you know, some of them you look back and think, well, I wonder if I would like that now. Yeah, I understand that. And I still love it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. How did it feel when that was on the New York Times bestseller list for like nine weeks in a row? It felt really, really good, especially considering the difficulty I had in my path to publication. Mm -hmm. You know, I had always hoped that there would be a market for that book because I was rejected by every agent that I queried, but I was hopeful that readers might want to read the book. And, Mm -hmm. and when that did happen, it, it just kind of felt like I came full circle and it was the culmination of a lot of hard work and being able to, to get over a lot of roadblocks. Yeah. It felt great. I bet. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And like justice. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. I mean, it, it just sort of felt like, um, you know, the the path to publication is a very narrow one and it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So having to circumvent it like I did to get the, the work in front of readers was a, a longer process, but in the end, it was so worth it. Well, I'm glad you pressed forward and kind of were paving the way for many indie authors. I don't know if you felt like you were doing that at the time, but you really did. I did. I didn't really notice it or become aware of it until a little bit later. At the time, I think I was just really caught up in everything that was happening, and it was very crazy and exciting. But later on, I do know that I got a sense that there had been um, sort of a, a different channel that had been opened up to a lot of my peers, and I was really happy that they were able to take advantage of the alternate way of getting a book to market and then finding a publisher, mm-hmm. if that's what they wanted. Well, this has been a very great career for you so far. I've been watching all along. How does it feel now, all these years later? I I feel really great about it. I feel like I got through the sophomore slump, which is a very real thing. And um, when your first book is sort of the book that you'll always probably be more known for, um, it's hard. It's hard to follow up that book, especially a book like On the Island, which had such a crazy Mm -hmm. premise. You can't do something even similar to that again. And I've always said I didn't want to write the same book over, so I wouldn't have anyway. But to be able to keep writing and to keep making this my career and to keep being able to do it full-time and make a living as a full-time writer is almost as satisfying as as seeing On the Island on the New York Times bestseller list, Mm. because it's it's about longevity for me. This is something I want to keep doing. Right. And there are always going to be marketplace influences that are going to change what's more popular, what readers are seeking out. Yeah. Um, right now, we're really in the domestic thriller mm-hmm. phase, um, although I think maybe that might be winding down a little bit. But 
there are so many things you can't control about being an author. So you just have to keep writing. Yeah. And that's what I've been doing. And I'm lucky that I can continue to do that. I love that you keep plugging away and writing your own stories, because that is exactly how I feel when I read your books. Like, I never know what you're gonna come out with. And I know sometimes that maybe is harder to find your niche. But it's what I love in a writer. I love knowing it's never going to be the same story twice. It does make it difficult. And I am trying to make sure that that readers know that my books are going to kind of fall into that women's fiction, contemporary romance Mm -hmm. category. But sometimes they skew a little more toward romance. Sometimes they skew a little more toward uh, women's fiction. And really right now, uh, my tagline that I came up with a few years ago is contemporary fiction with a happily ever after. So like that. Yeah, that's that's I, I do want readers to kind of get an idea of what to expect because it's hard when a when a writer writes in completely different genres and I understand that but mm-hmm. I do enjoy kind of tackling uh, different premises and and basically just whatever I want to write. Well, tell us about the girl he used to know. Yeah, it was um strangely I had the idea for the book and I wasn't feeling it and I wasn't feeling it and I actually set it aside and wrote two other books. I wrote my hacker duet, mm, um, mm-hmm. which because that just was the idea that seemed to be flowing from my brain. And I, so I set aside the girl he used to know. And then even when I went back to it, I was a little bit hesitant. I thought, I just don't know about this story. And I almost never feel that way. Mm. So I, I went back to the story and I thought, okay, I'm just going to start writing again. I'm just going to, I'm just going to write until I start feeling it. And I felt it pretty early on. And then it just kept getting stronger and stronger. And I got to a point where I kept thinking to myself, I really like this book. I really like the way this is turning out. And I write the books for myself first. Mm -hmm. So the first draft is just me telling the story to myself. But I just really like the characters. It's a little more character driven versus plot because the main character, and this is not a spoiler because of evident pretty early on, but she, um, she has a different way of looking at the world. Yes. And it's not something she can change, even if she wanted to. She just She's just true to herself because she can't not be. Mm-hmm. And so that added a, a different dimension to the story that I really enjoyed exploring. I wanted to make sure that I got it right. Mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that it was an authentic portrayal and an honest portrayal. And so that gave me some challenges that I really enjoyed while writing the book. And... Um, I just really love the way it turned out. One section stood out to me, and I wanted to just talk to you about it. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I loved um, when you said she always has a childlike air about her, which makes her highly relatable to kids. And it's also the reason Uh adults are often unkind to her. Mm -hmm. It just, oh, that kills me because I feel like I know people like this and I see that and you wrote it so well I do feel like you got it right mm-hmm. when you're in her head and you're seeing how her co-workers treat her without her ever even saying it out loud in her mind or anyone saying it out mm-hmm. loud between the two mm-hmm. of them it was so obvious and that part really oh, thank stuck you. out with me because I feel like it's something that really needs to be addressed and I love that you're doing it in this way. Yeah, I, I think it's important um, for for fictional heroines to be maybe more representative of of what you see in real life. Mm-hmm. I didn't want her to just be this stock character that that happens to be in this situation. I think that because she views the world the way she does, and because she can't change, even if she wanted to, it just lends a different slant to everything that she experiences. Yeah. 
Well, how long did you have to do research for this book? A long time. Mm-hmm. I I seem to do a lot of research with all of my books. I keep saying I'm going to write something that doesn't require a lot of research, and then I turn around and write one that requires <laughs> even more research. But I I spent a considerable amount of time just thinking about the story, which I do with all of my books. But I've read somewhere around six nonfiction books um, for this story. I read countless online articles, blogs, basically anything I could find where I could get a first-person account of how they felt Mm -hmm. or the things that they'd experienced. And then I would just read all of those as much as I could Mm -hmm. because I I did want to make sure, like I mentioned already, that I that I did a good job with the authenticity angle and making sure that I I just wanted to be true mm-hmm. to the character. Well, I feel like you pulled it off very well. Thank you. And I hope it really takes off and skyrockets for you. <laughs> well, that's always something that we would like to have happen. Yes, but even if it doesn't, just, I've already I've already met my goal. So good. I finished the book and it's going to be out there. That's always a relief, no matter what. Yep. What are you working on now? I am working on another contemporary fiction with a happily ever after Mm -hmm. novel. Um, This one has a slightly bigger cast of characters. I felt like the girl he used to know was so narrowly focused on Jonathan and Annika Mm -hmm. and really, really examined their world, both their past world and then their world in the present. So I felt sort of the desire to expand the characters a little bit. Um, I didn't want to get too many because that's always a risk as well. Mm -hmm. But this book is very uh, female centric. It uh, focuses on four women. There is a romantic storyline like there is in all of my books. Mm -hmm. And then there's a a storyline that focuses more closely on one of the other characters. So I enjoy reading books. Um, especially when there's a romance, I like there to be another storyline in addition to the Mm -hmm. romance. And I've kind of been doing that since the beginning. Um, With On the Island, we had not only TJ and Anna, but we had their whole, are they going to get off this island and are they going to live? I I don't know if it points to me as as somebody who just needs more, but I really like it if there's something in addition to the Mm -hmm. romance, which I also have to have. So, um, so there will be both of those elements in this book, and um, I'm hoping it will be a, a very emotionally impactful book as well. Mm. Do you write every day? Yes. Um, once I get to the point where I'm starting to draft, because I might take a month or two just to make notes and do research and let my mind wander and mm-hmm. some of the character names will start to come to me. I might write down scraps of dialogue, scenes. Um, once I really get to the point where I can start drafting, the first week or two is isn't pretty, and I am convinced mm-hmm. that the idea is dumb, and I should just abandon it. But only the once first week. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> oh, impressive. No. No, it'll, no, it'll revisit me several different times. But once I get to the point where I feel like I'm I'm just not staring at a blank screen, and I know what to write. Then I find a groove, and then what I try to hit is my 1,000 words every day. And if I can get that done by 9.30, then I have the rest of the day to work on non-writing book stuff Mm -hmm. or personal errands because those don't stop either. And then at some point, I'm usually able to hit 2,000 words a day, but that might take me, you know, the whole day. I might stop and start a little bit, but um, 
that's kind of my process, I guess. I'm always fascinated by that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's do a fast five. I'll ask you questions and you answer off the top of your head. All right. Last meal you cooked. Oh, Kung Pao chicken. Ooh, (laughs) I need the recipe. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good. Go to beverage or cocktail. Coffee, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, Coffee is the big one. And then... um, drink a lot of water after that or LaCroix. I like a lot of LaCroix in the summer. Favorite way to spend a Sunday morning? In front of my fireplace, in my favorite chair with my laptop and coffee. Show you're binge watching. Oh, Grace and Frankie. Oh yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Last book you read and loved. Oh, Taylor Jenkins read Daisy Jones and the Six. Oh, I have that so, to read. So good. Oh, oh my gosh. So really? good. Loved it. I loved okay. it. Okay. As a self-proclaimed 70s music lover. Yes. It was right up my alley. Just loved it. Okay. Are there any updates on a movie for On the Island? I do need to update my website. I noticed the other day it's not the latest update. Um, basically, we are stalled at the script stage. Okay. The uh, screenwriters who wrote He's Just Not That Into You and How to Be Single, uh, Mark Silverstein and Abby Cohen wrote the screenplay okay. for On the mm-hmm. Island. And it was accepted by MGM, and now we're just really waiting. Um, they call this development hell. <laughs> yes, and it would take <laughs> it would take a producer or a director or uh, a certain actor or actress to move it forward at this point in time. Okay. So it's really just a waiting game. I think a lot of people automatically assume when something gets optioned or bought that it is going to be a movie, and that's sadly not just not always. the case most of the time. Yeah, yeah. I'm still. Really rooting for it. I hope it happens. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to, to be honest. I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I just, I think it is going to be something that just kind of comes out of, you know, just out of the sidelines and comes racing forward all of a sudden. And if that happens, I will be the first person cheering. Yes. <laughs> so many others will be too. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> Do you have any tips for writers just starting out? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest hurdle is... Um, completing the first draft or the first full-length novel that they ever write. I mean, I think that if they can just focus on completing a novel, I think that's all they need to worry about. That's Writing on the island was a bucket list item for me. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see if I could actually write a novel, mm-hmm. a whole novel, and, and with the appropriate word count and, yep. and something that I would actually be able to show somebody, not something I shoved in a drawer and said, oh, yeah, I wrote a novel, but you can't read it. So I, I think that's what I would tell people first. Make sure that you have enough premise to support a full-length novel mm-hmm. because a lot of people have an idea, but then it's not really enough to carry a whole book. Make sure through. your idea is big enough. Right. Yeah, and then and then sit down and write it and don't stop till you're done. That's really the biggest hurdle. What about long-time writers who are struggling? As somebody who is writing their ninth book and probably struggles more now than I did in the beginning, um, stop listening to other people get out of your own head stop worrying about how it's going to be received because that gets harder and harder expectations get bigger Mm -hmm. and it can really be a creativity killer I don't even really like to discuss what I'm writing Mm -hmm. with too many people I, I really have to spend some time with the idea and the book by myself before I can do that so you know just just stay out of your own head. Just write the book and write it for yourself because when you, if you can get rid of that stress and that tension and that anxiety, that allows the creativity to just come through. Yeah, that's great. I've been stalking your Instagram and you look absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Oh, thank you. Yeah, 
like model hey. like yeah <laughs> well no 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 I, I, I am definitely not in that <laughs> yes did, you are your legs I did get a lot healthier go on wow. for miles and yeah I just I've been so excited thank you it's just you look amazing thank you well I think it's time we sing a song this is how I end my podcast where we sing a little something oh well that my my morning froggy voice should be really it'll be really great perfect <laughs> <laughs> okay what are, what are we singing? I don't know unless you have a request I had living on a prayer oh my gosh I just heard that on the radio the other day perfect yeah let's give it a whirl okay how about just the chorus? Yeah, I think I can remember that. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Whoa, we're halfway there. Whoa, living on a prayer. Take my hand. We'll make it, I swear. Whoa, living on a prayer. Woo! God, we're, we are really good. We are. <laughs> we are. How did we not know this? <laughs> we should go on tour. Yes, we should. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to get you back for that so bad someday. <laughs> uh, well, I will be seeing you at the girls are back in town in Richmond, Virginia. <gasps> I can, cannot wait for that yes. signing. I'm doing a signing in Ruston, Virginia oh, the night before or on Wednesday, and then I'm going to drive down on Thursday. I can't wait to see your face. Yeah. When are you getting there? Because I'll be there by Thursday. I'm I getting think in Thursday, early. too. Yeah. Oh, how awesome. That's going to be a blast. It'll be so fun. And please be gentle with whatever payback you're giving yep. me. <laughs> Just remember you love me. Oh. <laughs> I'm kidding. I won't actually give you any kind of. I won't get back at you at all. Oh, yay. <laughs> uh, thank you for doing this today. I really have loved talking to you. And I've I've been a huge, huge fan of yours from day one. Well, thank you so much on all counts. I'm really, really happy to have been on your podcast today. Thank you. And I can't wait to see you again yes. because we don't see each other enough. I know. We saw each other in Des Moines. Yes. We saw each other. We seen each other various Dallas, places, but never for very like, long. I know. We saw each other in Dallas, um, Minneapolis for uh, that book signing for E.L. James. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen each other quite a few times, but not for very long. So we're going to yeah, have to make up for that. For sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, have a great rest of the day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I'll tell you a secret. It's my birthday. Please do me a favor and leave a review. Thank you.